Cleveland Sports Show, two-minute warning, post-game, Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens. Bull, you are further ahead than all of us on your stream, so take it away. Lead us through this. Oh, my God. The Browns were about to attempt a 56-yard field goal, and they just got called for a full start, guys. Oh, that wasn't oh. offsides. It wasn't offsides. It was offsides not offsides on the Ravens. I had said to you guys it would be offsides on the Ravens. It's full start on a field goal try. I believe it was Jedrick Wills. G. I'm Bush not is sure crazy. about that because I got, got a mute, but – I don't know if they're going to try. They're going to try a sixty-one-yard field goal now. Bull, is your Bull? Unplug your microphone and plug it back in. And I'm getting a little crackly noise here. Uh, G. Bush, would you still attempt a sixty-one-yard field goal here? By the way, Mikey McNuggets, G. Bush, Jeff Wood is. Of course, I would. Would you Would you attempt that field goal still? Yeah. Yeah. To. I mean, it's the only way you got a chance to win. It's the only chance you got. And and, and, and by the way, here we go guys. I know I'm crackly, but stick with me. Kick is up. It is not even close. Didn't even it might have been it probably got blocked because it didn't even reach the goal line. He missed it badly. This is the, so he's now one of Wills flinched. I just saw the replay. Wills did flinch. That is not not ideal, guys. Not ideal. If that kick was not blocked, it's a horrible, horrible kick by KG York. I don't know what happened. Well, I'm about to see it live here. Have you have you watched it yet, G? Jeff, that was you guys not seen blocked. It? That was not blocked. That is a pathetic effort by the kicker. I'm turning this crap off. Are right, you got? Am I still sounding bad? Do I need to go change the mic? Yeah, you, you need go, your go, headphones go in too. All right, take me out for a minute. I'll come back. I got you, Bull. So it's just us three for a second. We will get back to Bull. I'm watching the kick live here. Oh, he! It wasn't even close to being long enough, and way to the left. That was absolutely. Uh, terrible from Kate York, who we saw in week one hit that 58-yard game winner to beat Carolina. This game's not over. There's still two minutes left, but they're going to have to get an unbelievable stop. The Browns only have here. one timeout at the two-minute warning. This, stop game, this game's over. Ravens offense. It, it, it'll take a crazy ending here to secure a victory for the Browns, but we've seen some wild endings already in our two-minute warning show. But as of right now, the two-minute warning, G. Bush, I'll let you start. Jeff, you'll go next. Guys... <laughs> What do you make of today's performance? There were some highs, some lows, and a lot of questionable decisions. Once again. Once again, I keep saying it. Your special teams. Special teams, again, go back a couple of weeks where people, well, I couldn't recover an onside kick because it was out of bounds. Go back last week when you when you dropped a, a, a punt inside your own 10. Go back this week. You're in field goal range. It's already a long enough kick. How the hell did you fall start on it? Listen, you see, this is where I go with. In life, it's it's about time for, for everybody involved to put their big boy britches on. And I'm ready to start going at people. I'm ready to start going at people that refuse to do it. And that keeps that's talking about people that refuse to look at this coaching staff in the face and say, in life, if you don't perform, you get fired. In life. You don't get extra credit points for sitting here saying, I'm going to give guys extra years. I wouldn't even wait to the bye week. Prefer's gone. Get up out of here. But once again, he's gone, and we're going to have to make some, some changes here. Because at the end of the day, 
this team consistently under your watch has found a way every single week to lose a different way. And I'm not about to sit up here and waste my damn time doing Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Locked On Browns, The Barbershop. I'm tired of sitting up here for hours and hours and hours coming up with a, with a way and a why. How can the Browns win this week? And what do they need? Keys to the game and X factors. That's a bunch of BS. How's about give the ball to your best player and move the hell out the way? It works a little bit, right? I'm tired of it. I'm just done. So you guys can decide if you want to give uh, Stefanski six to ten more years. To me, he's Hugh Jackson incarnate. You might not like the way Hugh Jackson goes about stuff, but guess what? The results is the freaking same. His press conferences are the same. How do you line up? How do you have an opportunity to tie the football game and your guys can't even hold their water to kick the field goal? What the hell are you doing moving, Jedrick Wills? You played a horse crap game today. And I'm tired of you sitting out here with that shield on like you're a boss. Like you, you're the next coming of, of, of Joe Thomas or something. You, you held blatantly, turned back a, 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 a big game. You, you let somebody walk right past you, get somebody decked, and then you laughed and looked at the football on the ground. I'm tired of this guy. And this guy was one of the guys talking about booing. You're not a tough guy out there. And then you cost it, and then you, you jump off sides. You're a lineman. You jumped off sides twice today. You're a top 10 pick. And I'm tired of giving guys passes. Oh, John Johnson the third. Let me talk to you, JJ3. JJ, I'm tired of people giving cats nicknames. No, Tyvis, he's not JJ anything. His, we giving him his government name, Jonathan. Jonathan is what we're going to freaking call him. I'm tired of your nicknames. Genu, JJ. Man, you don't get no nicknames. It's one nickname. It's called Primetime. Primetime, Deion Sanders. Get, you got it. Revis Island. They get that done. But I'm tired of giving these dudes nicknames because I've seen you loafing on the goal line and you wouldn't even have him down with two hand tap below the waist. I'm tired of it. I'm done with it, bro. And you the same dude getting on top of picnic tables and cafeteria tables. So about what we gonna do and how, bro, you just, let me, you just got here, fam. You just got here two seconds ago. Don't act like you out here talking for everybody and you can't tackle nobody on the goal line. Give me a break. Y'all take it, take it from here. I'm done talking about it. I'm done. Get rid of somebody. I'm tuning out. Don't pay me to do this no more. Uh, tune me out. I don't want to watch it. I'd rather go play video games. I don't care. I don't want to see this no more. Y'all tell me why they ain't doing good, and I'll listen to y'all. Bull, you can see the mic check from Bull real quick. G. Bush, that was quite the diatribe. You sound much better, Bull. All right, uh, you hear me okay now? But Jeff just sat through that while you were fixing your mic. So, Jeff, I got I to give you the stand next. Takeaways from today's game. It's not officially, officially over yet, but it's all but over here. The Ravens are running the clock out. Jeff. What, what do you think, man? The problem today, look, you cannot look at Joe Woods. You cannot look at the defense and the finger there. That is absolutely inaccurate way to go here. The, the Ravens have been held for under 300 yards. The Browns had, what, 12, 14, 15, and they couldn't do anything offensively after that. Like the, the first scripted part of the playbook was fantastic. But what, 
what went on after that in Locaine York? Like, again, stop putting it on a rookie kicker. Get it done on both sides of the, the rookie kicker is supposed to be there to be like gravy. But the problem is, is it's one week, it's one part of the ball. The next week, it's the other. I don't want to put, you know, all of this on the defense. I, they, I thought they played great today. I thought they, you know, they were smart. Gus Edwards obviously got a little bit of a groove going. But this was not nowhere, anywhere near the Patriots game, the Chargers game. They came out. They got stuff done. They busted the pocket. They got to Lamar Jackson. You could have gotten sliced and diced. And there were a lot of Browns fans. Ravens were to get 40 today. Where is the offense? And look, I'm not – I understand. It's Jacoby Brissett. And now all of a sudden, you know, the film is out there. And defenses understand it's going on and to jump on it. But if you can script together 12, 15 good plays – why can't you do 25 to 30? And the problem today is the offense. You're playing the Ravens. You know them well. Their defense did the best they could, but you need to find a way to for your offense to do more. You can't just come out and you know have that new car smell and then all of a sudden fade away into a abyss. Bull. And the Browns are going to get the ball back here. So, Bull, you can tell us what happens as you uh, are a little ahead of us on the stream. Yeah, that They'll they'll have it from the 20 with 16 seconds left, guys. Let me tell you something. Uh, G. Bush is 100% right. This team's a freaking disgrace. Jeff, you're being way too kind. I mean, I agree with you that the offense is more to blame. But, like, the best they could do, this was supposed to be a top-five defense. And now we're, well, it's the best they could do is hold the Ravens to 23. The Ravens aren't that good an offensive team. It's not like there's some special offense. They handed him seven, though. The, the offense handed him seven, though. That is correct. That's true. You're you're right on that. But still, I mean, yeah, the defense was okay, but that's not what we expected. The defensive expectations were more, a lot more. Jacoby Brissett is not good at oh, football. They held them under 260 yards. I don't if care. You factor They're in lose the, the game. If you, but if you factor yeah, the in the sucks. sacks... They held held under 260. This is the Baltimore Ravens. 260 yards. They held them under. The Baltimore Ravens are not a good football team. They're an average football team. Lamar Jackson has not played particularly well this year. He didn't play particularly well last year. I'll give him credit. They shut down Mark Andrews. He did nothing. 12 seconds left. Jacoby back to throw. He's scrambling. And he threw it away. Great, great, Jacoby. Way to throw it away. That's what we want to do. How about you throw the ball freaking down the field? The offense is a disgrace. Jacoby Brissett, I said he should have been benched last week. He sucked again this week. I don't care about his completion percentage, by the way, because all he does for the most part, he made two nice deep throws, one to Cooper early, one to Donovan Peoples-Jones in, in that last drive led up to the field goal. Uh, and and besides that, he stinks. He turn, doesn't take care of the ball. He takes two. The sacks, a lot of those sacks were on him. Because he holds on to the ball too freaking long. G. Bush, I'm going to get to it. Don't worry. That's, well, hold on. I'm hold on. Get to he, it. Is the, he is the slowest thrower of the football. He stinks. Some of us, I mean, it was embarrassing that people thought he was playing well early in the year. He sucks. He's horrible. They should might as well play Josh Dobbs because nobody else can play anyway. The game is over. They ran out of time. So that's it. 23-20 is the final. Uh, I, 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 You know, I don't know if I'm... I, I, I want to scream and yell about uh, Stefanski getting fired, but I do understand where G. Bush is coming from. It's two weeks in a row they didn't run the ball. Two weeks. Uh, last week, 
last week was bad enough, but at least last week you can make an argument that they were down a significant amount of points. I don't buy that as a reason for not handing the ball to Nick Chubb, but at least you can make that excuse. There's no excuse. They were never down by more than 10 points in this game. Never. And for most of it, they were within seven. But they went away from the run every time. That pretty much, you know, early he struggled. He struggled. They struggled to block for him early. But for the most part, Lamar Jackson, excuse me, Nick Chubb did whatever he wanted when he ran the ball, especially when he, when he got going. Um, and the more you give him the ball, the better he does. Kevin Stefanski is apparently not aware of this. And, Jeff, you can't give Cade York a pass, all right? I know it's a long field. First of all, that's a disgrace that you have a false start when you're trying to kick a long 56-yard field goal. There is That's undisciplined. That's on Stefanski and the, and the idiot that's a special teams coach. That guy should be fired. Joe Woods should be – well, yeah, today you can scream more about Stefanski than Joe Woods. The kicker, that was an embarrassing kick. I mean, Justin Tucker hit a 50-something yarder that would have been good for 80. I don't want to hear about this kicker anymore. He made one big kick in week one. People were embarrassing themselves on Twitter about how good he is. He hasn't made a big kick since then. Every big kick opportunity he's had since then, he has choked like a dog. And and this team, this team's just they're just not good. That's it. We thought they'd be good. We were wrong. Yeah, I I had a couple of takeaways watching this game. First and foremost, you remember Does the my audio still suck. Your, your audio keeps cutting in and out, but I, I can hear you, but it's crackly. I'm not quite sure yeah. what the, the fix is. Is that the same for you guys? Yeah, it's, it's still cracking. I mean, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you go back out and come back in, it might work. Uh, um, I'll, I'll drop you out. I'll say my two cents. And I'll bring you back in. I'll see if that, that works real quick. Don't go anywhere, but we'll be right back. Uh, how about Jay Boyer, by the way? He said he's about to cancel his Sunday ticket. Can't wait to watch the Cavs game tonight. Cavs will look great yesterday. My, my big takeaway from this game, though, guys, do you remember – and you're both a little older than me, so you guys definitely will remember. Like the first computer, the Thanks, first man. cell phone you got, it was a flip phone. And when you wanted to pull up anything, it took like four minutes for it to process and get through. Yep. The rest, the rest of the league's quarterbacks are iPhones. And Jacoby Brissett's ability to process a defense is a 1994 original Stargate cell phone that had to flip. And you even had the little spinny dials on it. That's how slow he processes stuff in the pocket. And it is damn near impossible for him to see anything on the field, whether it's open, if it's not his number one read. Hell, I would go to a college system at this point where they say, this is your read. If it's not there, you throw it away. You just, just throw it away. Because at this point, he does not have the pocket awareness with the Ravens bringing heat to keep his eyes open downfield long enough to get off that first read. He locks in and is so focused and targeted. Some of the sacks were on him holding the ball too long. Some of it was the offensive line just getting beat today. Jedrick Wills, did not play a good game, as you uh, mentioned, G. Bush. The other thing I want to mention, two, yeah, two three, I mean, a couple of them, yeah. The other thing three. I want to mention more specifically with uh, with this team is, why does Kevin Stefanski feel the need to outsmart himself? There are some things that, as a new Browns fan, my parents are here. They're sitting right outside watching the show outside. Shout out, Mom and Dad. You'll hear this in 30 seconds when it's on the delay and you get it. Love you guys. Thanks for coming to Cleveland. <laughs> my mom goes, hey, that 24 guy's pretty good. Why didn't he get the ball more? They're, I can hear them here when I just said right now. They're smiling. If my mom can figure out that Nick Chubb needs the ball more, what is happening in the first half when he goes on the first drive, four carries, 19 yards, and a touchdown, 12-yard touchdown run? He gets two carries the rest of the first half. Because he's not – There are things within this system that work and have been proven to work, and Stefanski can't get out of his own way. G. Bush, I'm going to ask you this super chat question here. 
Why does he keep trying to be the smartest guy in there? That's from William Wise. It's a question that I think we've all been trying to answer for four weeks now. See, see, y'all called him. Everybody called him smart. Everybody, because you you went to Ivy League school, everybody think that you're smart. I'm not even going. I'm not going that right now more. I'm going right down to the bottom line. He's not very good. He's just not very good at what he does. Let's be clear. Let's be clear here. If you are two and what five, and you've lost to some of the worst teams in the league, we need to stop sugarcoating stuff. Talking about he's outsmarting himself. What if he's just not smart? What if he was never that smart? Let's be clear about it. If you're two and five and you lose to Flacco and you lose to rookies and you lose lose to journeymen and you lose to decent quarterbacks and you lose to average quarterbacks, stop. What we going what we need to do is stop marrying. He think and I think he one thing he does think. See, he thinks he thinks he's smart. See what he's doing is he's setting it up so that if he's the head coach but he's calling the plays, he always has an out card. He always has an ace in a hole in his back pocket because he can always tell you, well, look how good my offensive is. Well, look, at the statistics say we're top 10 in the league. You can't blame me for it. No, 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 no. You may blame them folks. You may get them people out there. You the coach of the damn whole team. You ain't just the coach of the offense. You're responsible for special teams, snaps, holds, penalties, the the, the doggone parking spots, what we eating for lunch, the colors we wear. You're responsible for all of it. And it's time out for people coming out here, giving him a semi-pass because he did all right with the best player in the backfield. And he won't even give him the ball that much. He needs to be held accountable for that crap on special teams. He don't get to come up there and take no pass. That's under his watch. That's under his watch. When the president of the United States say we're going to war, all of us go to war. If the president of the United States has a, a decree, they put it on the desk and say, that's law. This is an executive order. I understand how the chain of commandment works. You the dude at the top. If you don't want to take that responsibility, be a coordinator, and you can be the good guy, and you can come off like the shining pillar of offense if you want to. And I say they'll praise you and won't give you none of the doggone none of the doggone blame. But when you the head freaking football coach, you are responsible for everything in the bottom line. And it's time out for him skating on that, using it like we stupid. I'm not dumb. You're ahead of the defense too. So when when guys is jumping off sides and guys is having penalties, that's on you, buddy. That's all on you, coach. It's saying we got a game next week. That's not an excuse. Check I'm one, tired. two, check. Jeff, there were some uh, some opportunities late. This is from Scotty Courtney. All they had to do was run the clock down with Chubb and either kick the game time field goal, go to overtime, score the game winning touchdown. And even on that last drive, we saw Brissett throw a beautiful pass to Amari Cooper. It got called back for a pass interference call. Uh, this is from I've Gutta. He's conspiracy, uh, putting out the conspiracy theory. The NFL wants this dead when Watson comes back. Did you, uh, don't read those tweets, Mike. Well, don't read those they're, tweets. They're super chats. We have to. those people are idiots. Of course, they're super chats. We got to. They're them. still idiots. No, um, if they want to say dumb chats. stuff, I'll read it with the dumb stuff. Just give me the five dollars, and we will read all the people dumb that stuff say one. stuff like that. Then don't watch the games. If you think they'll everybody the cheating, the cheating against the Guardians, the cheating against the Browns. I mean, come on now. So Jeff, what was your you know with this offense? And Bo, we'll come back to you. I know you. Are we better? Is it better? It a lot better. Yes. All thank right. you for doing that. 
Offensively, Jeff, we'll get to the defense in a second. I do think this was their best performance, which doesn't say a lot about this defense because it was not, you know, perfect by any means. But offensively, what's your take on how they they decided to attack Baltimore more specifically late in the game when they, they needed scores? They kind of went away from what they did best, what they do best. Well, part of that, I mean, if you said Njoku and Farrell Brown were out, and obviously we know what David Njoku is now, it's crazy. David Njoku is the number one wide receiver for the team. Um, he made end, but he is there. This is what Jacoby Brissett goes. Um, but even still, like you gotta find a way to adapt. And you know, maybe you know, I know everybody loves this and wants to talk about this. I don't care whether or not Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb are on the field at the same time, but maybe that's where you go to that. Put Kareem in the Chubb. I uh, put Kareem in the slot. Fake to Nick Chubb. Work some things off of that. Like it just seemed like you like all of a sudden like they don't seem to be able to say what oh this isn't working anymore let's go to this and you know for you know you beat the Steelers you beat the Panthers you're two and five you beat team in week one the Steelers team that's not so good like fence and, and look we know what the issues are on the defensive side of the ball and we all agree and we know what's there it's big it's but, like, there's not much – if the offense has to adapt, it doesn't seem like they can. And that was – you know, because, you know, the first drive, beautiful. Got a bunch of people involved. Second drive, I had mentioned, hey, Cooper, no hunt. You hit Cooper for 55 yards. All of a sudden, you got 10 points on the bar board. The punt went the wrong way. Demetri Felton, don't ever catch that in your life. You'd rather have the ball at the one or, or hope it goes to the goal line. You ran some plays to hunt. That did – but it, it seems like today, it, you know, to G. Bush's point, the offense shut down today or just didn't get it done. Like, they, they couldn't put anything together after a nice start. But, you know, both sides of the ball, we get on this defense all the time. You got to play 60 minutes. This offense, it almost seemed like it checked out about, what, 20, 22, yeah. 23? It was a rough day. Two super chats, Bolden, unless you have been here. Some Jay Boyer, he says, analytics. My foot, I know point shaving when I see it. Remember, the NFL is a partnership with Vegas. And then this super chat is from uh, P. Ro- well, to P. be fa- to be fair, to be fair to that point, the Ravens were six and a half point favors. So, yeah. Uh, P. Rothstein says, "Why is it our coach is always trying to prove he's the smartest guy in the room? He calls a perfect opening drive more times than not. Then all of a sudden, he forgets how to coach." He mentioned that the first fifteen play script was phenomenal. They got away from that, but bull. Offensively, we'll get to the defense in a sec, but offensively, yeah, there were some there were some really high highs at points, but for the most part, this was a defense we thought they'd be able to move the ball against pretty well and put some points up. And outside of the very first drive and then towards the end, second quarter, third quarter, not a lot of positive to take away from this Browns offense. No, I, I mean I feel like we see this script every week with the offense, right? Especially the last few weeks. It's been a common theme. Number one, Jacoby Brissett has a hard time moving the ball down the field. And we, we keep going away. From, why did they move the ball in the first quarter and the fourth quarter? Because that's when they ran the ball in the first quarter and the fourth quarter. In the second quarter and the third quarter, they didn't run the ball. And, oh, what a shocker. They couldn't move the ball. I saw G said, I think he said, a, yeah, it must have been a text that he sent to a group of us. And it said, uh, Kevin Stefanski thinks he's got Warren Moon under center. And he's right. He's He is, you know, other teams, when they have a bad quarterback, they know it. And so they don't try to put it on him. And way too often this year, Kevin Stefanski has tried to put it on 
Jacoby Brissett. Now think about it. Even before they, when they got that that long pass to DPJ that got him in in borderline field goal range with two minutes and change to go, right? What did they do after that first down? They threw it every time. Why are you throwing there? Why? Well, they, well, they ran a tight end shuffle pass. I, I don't understand. And it wasn't and, even. And then Joku's out. It's not even a shuffle pass. It's not even a Guys, if it were me, I'm running the ball three times. Good luck stopping Nick Chubb. They always take Nick Chubb out. I get it. He's not a great pass catcher. I get it. He has struggled for whatever reason a little bit at times this year in pass blocking. Okay, how about don't pass? How about hand the ball to Nick Chubb? You didn't need to. I, I know you want to score a touchdown in that situation, but I think you probably have a better chance of scoring a touchdown running the ball with Nick Chubb than you do throwing the ball with Jacoby Brissett. And at the very least with Nick Chubb, you're not going to gain no yards most likely. You're at least going to gain five, seven yards at worst case scenario, and so then it becomes like a fifty, you know, forty-eight yard field goal. Somebody, by the way, said that that Cade York did get that kick blocked. Uh, so if I'm killing him, I apologize if it did get blocked because that's not his fault. But uh, texted us said the broadcast said it got blocked. I saw two replays. I didn't see it. Get yeah, blocked. it didn't look to me like he got blocked. If it did, obviously I, I won't blame him for that. But but this, I mean, I'm with G. Kevin Stefanski takes a big hit for this one because you you just got, you keep getting away from what you do best. Why? Why would you ever throw the ball more than you run the ball with this roster? If you have Deshaun Watson, I get it. You have Jacoby Brissett. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Why are you throwing more than running? It's crazy. G. Bush, I want to say one thing and I want you to hop in here on this. When you have a personnel as a coach, you have to tailor your game plan and what you do to said personnel. And Stefanski is running the Deshaun Watson offense with the Dollar Tree Deshaun Watson. And that might be even giving too much credit to Jacoby Brissett. He needs to find an offensive game plan that suits the guys that are on the field right now, not who is going to be on the field week 13 when they play the Houston Texans. And I cannot for the life of me understand why he has not adjusted more to fit what Brissett does well as opposed to what he hopes Deshaun Watson can do when he returns to the field. Gee, you've played. You're the only one who played. Uh, well, Jeff, you played at Mammoth, too. But from a defensive standpoint, I want your opinion. And I apologize, Jeff, you did. Shout out Mammoth, best county in New Jersey. Best Come on now. The man played. Give him, his, give him his propers. I, I did. That, and that's on me. Listen, I'm just a D3 Bad watcher. job out of you. But did your coaches, <laughs> G. Bush, adapt to what your team did best? Or they try to fit a round peg in a square hole? just because that was their system. It's going to work because it's my system. No, they, they did exactly what the Cleveland Browns did, and all of them got fired, rightfully so. I, I, I've i lived this, and I continue to live it. I've played on some good teams, but I played on some trash teams a lot. And, and, and the reason I'm so upset is because there's people out here that really, really, really care about the game, and they really put their – you know, I never played in no pros. I, I never played in no pros, but I didn't have 15, 16 surgeries, right? I'm still having surgery. Still, I get one every uh, next surgery. Knee surgery. I still get one every week. Sometimes I come in, my arm don't work. My arm is tired because because I, I lose function in my arm because I got three herniated discs that can't be operated on. And you say, why are you bringing this up? And the reason I'm bringing this up too is because there are people that really put their body on the line for the for the game. There are really people that will never be the same. There's like I'm I ain't never made a check. I ain't never made a dime. They never played nothing. But you know what? 
I respect the game so much because I know somebody next to me was given everything that they had. And it's demoralizing to know what kind of work you have to put in every single day to your body. You got to stay two hours for treatment. Your legs hurt. You're tired. You don't see your family. And yeah, some of them, everybody want to talk about the people that get the money, but there's a bunch of people that's, that's on some minimum wage type stuff. They ain't make, they get league minimum and they get cut tomorrow. All they got is a little 10. I asked Tyvis how much, how many checks he got saved up because the majority of the league is like him living paycheck to paycheck, trying to make it. Hey, when you got coaches, that ain't in the bunker with you like that. It pisses you off because they they, they they not taking in consideration of what you are doing. They are doing this thing as a hobby. It ain't no life. This is a life. Like, you doing it as a hobby, and I'm going to be, I'm going to just do what I want under impunity. It, I don't understand what they're looking at, and it pains me. It just does because I know what Nick Chubb does. I know what those other dudes in the locker room are saying. How does it feel to go into the game? How does it feel to know if you're an offensive lineman and, and you go into the huddle and they call tight end shovel pass and you got the best damn back in the game? I feel you trying to be funny. I feel you patronizing me now. That's why I go up to coaches and, and that's why you see those coaches and players arguing back and forth because we busting our ass out here. I got the man. I got the best player in the league. And you telling me week after week. Now let's do it. Tight end reverses. Tight end shovel passes. Let's just open the game next week and go five wide with three. Man, please. I'm sorry. And I'm not calling him no genius. I don't know what his ACT score was. He ain't Einstein. He ain't got the general theory of relativity. He coached football just like everybody else do. If he was such a rocket scientist, he'd be working for NASA. Stop telling me he's smart. His SAT might as well be a two because he's two and freaking five with no playoff wins because his boy was there because he was at home with COVID like the rest of us. I don't hey, G, G, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. We got a couple people that tweeted, uh, sent a message saying, well, what do you do? What do you expect him to win with a bad quarterback? Uh, see, uh, so let me go over this, guys. Seattle, three and three with Geno Smith. Geno Smith. Atlanta three and four with, with, with you know again it's not great but better than the Browns they with Marcus with the Marcus Giants. Mariota who sucks Dallas five and two but they went four and one with Cooper Rush the Giants are about to go six and one with Daniel Jones he sucks the uh, Indianapolis Colts are three three and one with a shot Matt Ryan the uh, the New York Jets are four and two with Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco. Are you kidding me? Now, listen, you can't win a Super Bowl with Jacoby Brissett. We all know that. But just saying your quarterback's not good, so you what do you do? Expect him to win? Yeah. This team was supposed to have a great defense. What happened? This team has a great running game. We haven't used it enough the last two weeks. So, yeah, this is ridiculous. You can't say, well, the quarterback's no good, so we have no chance. No, there's a lot of bad quarterbacks. in A quarter of the league, a third of the league has bad quarterbacks, and some of those teams are actually winning. Jeff. So that's not an excuse. Jeff, you want to piggyback off that? Look, this was never to be put in the hands of Jacoby Brissett. Like, you guys, I get it. I truly do. And we all thought this defense was going to be light years back. Um, but this week, 
this week, they did what needed to be done. They did. They held this team to 300 total yards. This is one now where it's Stefanski, it's Alex Van Pelt, and I don't want to hear about, about you know Jacoby Brissett and this. There wasn't any imaginative play calling late in the game. The shovel pass to Joe for the first down, yeah, nice call. But to go for that again, and you know, look, the Cooper offensive pass interference was it or wasn't it? I don't know. I mean, look, I mean, it was a slight shove, a tiny separation, but you've got to get this thing tied, tight, like everything, offense, defense, special. You can't get a great punt of 55 yards and give up a 50-yard return. There is every week we can point out one side, two sides, or three sides didn't get it done. Today, the defense finally gave you a, a solid effort. Special teams didn't help. Offense, you factor in the fumble, which led to the, what, 25 is where they got the ball. They got the seven points there. The special teams gave up the punt return, um, which led to points there. It's it's frustrating because there's a lot of great players on this roster, but the question is whether or not this is a really good team, and that is no, where the not. issue let, lie. Let, let exactly. me ask you guys a couple of questions. Just- well, let me real quick, Mikey. Does anybody know why Kevin Stefanski challenged a play when they when the Ravens were going to have to punt anyway? Uh, it didn't I, I, matter. I oh, I am it, so it, with it, you on this. Yeah. It didn't matter. That was insane. Save the timeout. You're, yeah. Like, why? So it was third and 10. It was fourth and or, or fourth and 20. Who the hell cares? Yeah. I, that was insane. Like, that was, why, a to- that was stupid. Getting... All right. Let, yes. me, let me ask you guys yes. questions real quick. These are yes or no, yes or no answers, okay? Heading into this game, if I told you Lamar Jackson was going to throw for 120 yards, would you take that? Of course. If I told you by twenty, if I told you the Ravens' leading rusher would have sixty-six yards, would you take that? Yep. If I told you Mark Andrews would have zero catches for zero yards, would you take that? If I told you all three of those yeah. things were going to happen and the Browns would lose, would you believe me? I no, nope. no. It goes back to coaching. I would. It, it I goes would. back to coaching. Yeah, I guess so. Well, but wait, wait a second. Hold on one one second, guys, because we have talked about coaching, and the whole coaching staff deserves to be criticized. Kevin Stefanski was awful. But I feel like we can't spend the whole time just on the coaching staff because the players deserve some blame too. Uh, G, oh, you I tweet. Started, I started to rant with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I started when, you, when you unplugged your mic, G went off, and rightfully oh, okay. so. And I'm going to name a couple guys who deserve yeah. some, some criticism. John Johnson, and I'm, I'm going to respect – G. Bush's wish. He's no longer JJ3. He's Jonathan Johnson. Yeah. The third. Jonathan Johnson. Blame. I'm not calling him the third. I'm taking Check the third away. He doesn't deserve the third. Either way, Jonathan Johnson later. deserves some blame. Jedrick Wills did not play a good game today. Jacoby yeah, Brissett did, did not play a good penalties. game today. <laughs> uh, including the false start. He had the holding. And I thought, yeah. frankly, Kareem Hunt. Three. He had the touchdown, but and some of that was the offensive line. But I, he, I thought there was some plays he could have made and some holes on cutbacks. He wasn't the main culprit, but it goes around the, the table here. They did. They're not playing well as a team. They're not positioned well from the coaching staff. I mean, you add underperforming players with questionable schemes, it leads to two and five. I, we all had higher expectations, but I think the reality is right now it's just a bad football team. Good, good. Cross the good. board. 
Y'all not good. It's just it is what it is, man. Uh, um, you know, it's the great thing about the NFL. The NFL will tell you exactly what you are. Your record is what you are. Ain't, 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 ain't nothing to it, bro. And, and, and it's just you, it, this is like we talk about baseball. You could be a great bullpen a couple of days ago, but guess what? This year you came out, you're getting tagged. You're not a good bullpen. It's year to year. And the fact of the matter just still it haunts me. You actually did something decent. JOK in the fourth quarter stripped the guy. Somebody made a play. For once, somebody on our team and our brown and orange made a play to get the ball back. You got an opportunity to now go down. You hit a big play pretty immediately. Now you're in field goal range. You're ready. You move it. And every time they get to the 40, it's an imaginary cliff. It's that it's an imaginary wall where we need to start doing stupid stuff. When they put that little graphic, they're in field goal range right now. Every single time they've done it this year, Jacoby Brissett did either done something where he took two sacks. Let's talk about the sacks he took. You are in field goal range at the, and able to tie the game up or come get some points here. You're already in field goal range with two time, timeouts in the first half. Kevin Stefanski instead of saying, okay, well, let me run the ball a little bit here and get a little closer and use my timeouts and so I can still have everything in front of me, they run a pass. He gets sacked. Jacoby Brissett throw the ball out the back of the end zone. They then run another pass. Jacoby Brissett takes another sack. And now you're out of field goal range, and at the end of the half, you have to punt. I, so, G. Bush, I, I tweeted this out. They have had 13 chances to score in the final two minutes of a half or a game. They have 16 points. They have the game-winning field goal, Cade York against Carolina. They had the touchdown against the Jets, which we all, in hindsight, say they should have not have scored in the first place. <laughs> a late first-half field goal against Atlanta and a late first-half field goal against New England. Their execution in the final two minutes of halves has been putrid this year. And that's and nothing putrid. new. I'm well, saying, I'm just saying. I'm just pointing yeah, out. Yeah, but it's not. That is, a, that is a trend. I mean, that's something we saw last year. It's something we've seen for two years. You know, Baker's when Baker was here, they never came through in the clutch. So it's it's been a continuous trend with Kevin Stefanski as the head coach that when when the chips are down and it's a big moment, a lot of pressure on everybody, uh, the Browns fold. Can I ask uh, you? Let me get the super chat in real quick. No, I'm just saying. Scotty okay. Cordy said, "If I'm Haslam, I'm cleaning house from GM to HC. This team is soft from Ward to Garrett." Trade them for draft picks. Start fresh with Watson. Uh, I mean, interesting, interesting strategy. That Haslam is—is isn't Haslam the biggest problem on the in this franchise? Some, some, some would argue that, right? But here's here's the point. Here's and the nobody's problem. Trading the Browns. Like Who are we kidding? Nobody's trading the Browns. I mean, gee, if, if you want to say it's Stefanski, fine. But he's—if you don't—if you don't think Stefanski's a good coach. Then Jimmy has failed every hire he's made. Yeah, because here's the thing: it was going to either be probably be him or Josh McDaniels. That I mean, well, I don't know I, if Josh McDaniels is a good head coach. I know he's a good I coordinator. Either. I don't either. <laughs> so I'm just saying there's there's a lot of people there's a lot of people that that get hired and then you look and you're like, oh, everyone says that's a great hire. No one says when somebody gets hired anywhere, you know what? This is a terrible hire, bro. I don't know what you're thinking. The thought process is, yeah, if you want to What about Urban Jacksonville? Let, let's have a little fun here for a second. Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. We'll do that was a bad hire, right? <laughs> Good point. I, 
I, well, yes, not it, everybody, what, but I didn't like it. Where I was gonna, hey Brandon Butchert, you're a loser and you suck, pal. <laughs> where, where, where I was gonna go at is this: if you look around the roster and you look around, yes, coaches have to do three things: they have to acquire talent. Are you good at doing that? You have to call plays and get people to position, and you actually have to coach people to get better. The problem that I have, and I'm not sitting here saying it fires Stefanski. What I'm sitting here saying is Woods and Prefer should have been gone weeks ago. Agreed. Because the, long, the longer you wait for it, all of it does is come back on your plate. You look like you're inept. You look like you can't make a tough decision. You look like you don't. You, you refuse to do something that you know you should do. Now, the problem I got when you look across this roster is not only can I tell you that I don't see people improving, I see people regressing. Yep. I think JOK is worse than last year. Greg Newsom is worse than last year. Yep. Grant Delpit looks like he's confused. John Johnson looks like the Rams gave him away on purpose. Maybe we should gave him back with Troy Hill. You're, you're looking like you're whiffing on picks. Jedrick Wills. Jedrick Wills looks like an offensive guard, and he's a top 10 pick. I could keep going down the line. My problem is this. All your best players come from the last regime. Who have you developed that is a superstar bona fide playmaker on this team? Who are you been have you been a part of? That was your regime that did that. You said you didn't need receivers. You don't have any. You said you liked your defensive tackles. You don't got any. You said you like fast linebackers. They're too light in the britches and give, they run up the middle for 10, 12 yards. You have not developed nobody. Hey, one thing I don't agree with players. the wide receivers, but the rest of it I agree. Well, hold on one second. We were talking about players that deserve criticism earlier. Deion Jones made one play in this game. At least I, I noticed one play. And it was when he got stiff on by Lamar yeah. Jackson on a toss. How about Mark Andrews halfback tossing to Lamar Jackson on a fourth down, who then stiff armed Deion Jones back I to know. Atlanta? And he was the guy that we were told, <laughs> and he did not wear the green dot, but we were told heading into today, he was going to wear the green dot. And DeQuell, shout out to Quell. I don't, I don't see him in here today, but. He's the best. He said that was a 10 out of 10 on the desperation scale if he was the one wearing the green dot. I think the Browns, who Mary Kay had tweeted that out earlier, heard DeQuell and said, all right, we can't do that. I think DeQuell actually influenced their decision not to give him the green dot on Sunday. But he came in for – I don't know how many plays he was on the field, but the only play I remember him making at all was him getting stiff-armed back into the 18th century by Lamar Jackson. So what y'all doing? If you lose – I'm this is for the chat too. What y'all doing? Because, look. You lost this one. You're gonna play the Bengals. I don't see. I don't. I don't. I don't know if y'all saw it. What the Bengals is doing? The Bengals look like they got the receivers popping. Joe again. Burrow had 500 yards Ooh. of total total offense. They look today. like Joe Burrow is popping Only. again. Now, what we doing next week? If they take an L next week, you let me know what y'all want to do. Are, are, are we just re-rolling the season out? We riding the season out? Hey, we folks, I, I got. I got to cut you off. This is from Mary Kay. One minute ago. Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski on tamper on tempers flaring in the locker room and yelling after the game. "Quote: Let's play a game. What do you think he said? What do you think he said? We, we got to clean it up. Got to be better. Got to generic answer. Gave a total generic Quote, answer. That's normal football. <laughs> Come on. The wheels coming off, fellas. I'm telling you right now. The, if I just if I just gave six rants like that and I'm still hot." What the hell you think going on in the locker room? The wheels is coming off. I'm letting you know right now, Daddy. You know what? I just tough chime in that? here. Can I chime in here? Go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. Get it, Go Jeff. Ahead. Is Stefanski stepping up for his side of the ball? 
really? Because that's kind of what it seems like. Because look, New England game last year, the Patriots beat the daylights out of the Browns. And that's where it all went wrong, right? Miles Garrett wanted to talk with Stefanski. Stefanski took that meeting over Baker. The defense got it done today. If this is Coach Stefanski stepping up for his side of the ball, no, absolutely not. Look, if you want to do didn't pass enough, didn't use Nick Chubb enough. Look, they had plays for about a quarter and 60, I'm sorry, 30 minutes, second and third. They had nothing passing game wise, running game wise. They had nothing. So don't stand up here and try to defend one side of the ball when we've all been bashing the defense. And it was good enough today. The offense, it wasn't there. This is all on one side of the ball. And, you know, who knows? Because there's rumors, and we all know it, that maybe they move on from somebody if they didn't win today. But after today's effort against the Ravens, going from Joe Woods to make a change, to make a stake of making a change, that ain't the right way to go. Maybe it's more – Let and look, I love Steph. Does Alex Van Pelt maybe have the ability to call better plays? Maybe. Because the offense all of a sudden, as the defense is getting a little bit better, they good. The offense seems to be – Pulling off the cliff. We're not scoring in the 30s anymore. We're not scoring in the high 20s anymore. There's a lot going on here. Jeff, I, to say the defense is getting better is, to me, wrong. They played okay today. Okay, yeah. I blame, oh, I they held I blame the offense. The Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens under, aren't that good, Jeff. Yes, the Ravens aren't Lamar that good. Jackson. They held Mark I, Andrews. He's not that good. Look, Mark Andrews. He's overrated. Go, Mark Andrews made it over to Canton one day. Off of his games against the Cleveland Browns. I hear you. I agree. Jeff, I agree with you. The offense is more to blame. But, like, the defense was supposed to carry the team this year. And so they played a decent game against a team that has no good running backs, no good wide receivers. Okay, they did a decent job. Kudos to them. Let's give them them a, a participation trophy. All right? Yes, the offense is more to blame. I get it. But the Browns are in a, in a really tricky spot. Because they all those fire coaches, so you don't want to fire the coach. I don't fire the coach, but I'm not sure that I'm just not wanting to fire the coach just because that's how the that's what the Browns always do, and it never works. Meanwhile, ultimately, the guy who is making all the hirings here is a buffoon. Jimmy Haslam is a criminal. He got busted by the FBI. Every hiring he's made has been bad. They've lost two-thirds of the games since he's been the owner of the team. He meddles. His family is involved. So how much hope is there when you have an owner that's a clown? Gee, I mean, what am I supposed to do? You try, If they fire Kevin Stefanski, do you have faith that, that Jimmy Haslam is going to hire the right guy next time? Because he's blown it every other time. Um, there, there's a couple things here. Um would I say I'm going to fire Kevin Stefanski? I wouldn't at I wouldn't at this point. But I, but here's the thing: to go from thinking that this team was going to be a team that contended for the playoffs to being now look staring at two and six right in the face. Any any manager, bad manager, good manager, whatever manager, 
there's alarms going off because when you're two and something and you brought back everybody and you kept everybody and you have one of the best weapons in the game and you refuse to use it, right? And I told people what this was. If you thought when you came in and, and, and you couldn't get Odell Beckham Jr. to football and he released that tape, let me just tell y'all something. That wasn't in a vacuum. See, a lot of people in that locker room thought wisely, well, hold on, ain't it your job to get him to football? And guess what? They shipped him out, and in like two weeks, the coach that got him used him and utilized him. Then you go to Baker Mayfield. There's a half half our pot. We was at a civil war over Baker Mayfield. And guess what? Uh, we was right about him not being able to play. But I told you, once you get rid of OBJ, and once you hung Baker Mayfield out to dry, all summer you dragged it out, now it's on you. All lights are on you, buddy, because now you're the common denominator. And I knew you couldn't get Odell Beckham Jr. the ball. Jarvis Man Landry was mad he couldn't get the ball. And Baker Mayfield was mad. You, he said his offense wasn't for him. All those three, three people, real people are gone. And now you got Nick Chubb. He can't get him the ball. Who is it? Was it Casper the Friendly Ghost? Right? You're the common denominator. You call the so, plays. So, G, you want, do you want him fired right now? No, yeah, what I would do is I strip him a play caller. That'll yeah. be going to, tomorrow. Because here's what I'm going to tell you. You need to concentrate on everything, not just one thing. Yeah. That'll be gone. If they, and think about it. Why would he be upset about that if he's already collaborating with everybody in the offense okay. anyway? The only difference is... is but I'm just, trying to, to dr- I'm just trying to drill down because... I- I'm with you both, for the record. Did both freeze for you guys? It, it's fairly lose faith in Stefanski. No doubt about it. Yeah. Do you guys have faith? Let me start with that real quick. And shout out to everyone in the in the chat right now. Shout out to everyone watching. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on Monday through Friday, 11 to 1. Check out the Bullpen with Bull, Lockdown Browns with G. Bush and Jeff Love to do a great job daily podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Ring the bell for notifications. Uh, listen, I, I think my overall take. Did I break up there for a second again? Well, you, you broke up, but I think I think you got your question, which is: right. Do you guys have faith in, in Stefanski? And I'll I'll start here. I I am not firing him in particular until I see him with Deshaun Watson. They went all in on Watson this year and for their future, and they did that with the hope that Stefanski and Watson and his offensive system and his offensive philosophy fits with what Watson does well. It was a prearranged marriage. I absolutely agree with you, Mike. Until I see that pairing, I'm not making any moves at the head coaching position. The coordinators, whatever. you got to fire someone to make a change. Cool, I'm for it, but I'm not getting rid of Stefanski. I will say, however, and I never played football outside of second grade. My parents, like I said, are sitting right there, signed me up. I played left tackle. I got my ass kicked every play in football. It's their fault. I still have trauma from it. But I do know this from playing basketball and playing basketball at the college level. When the coach loses the locker room, it is really tough to get it back. And when you – Start seeing guys fight within a locker room. Yes, that is normal teammate behavior after a loss. But we saw guys call each other out in the media this week. We saw them put some of the staff and some of the incompetence, what we've seen so far, out in the public. And that's a crack in the armor. And it's starting to happen more and more. And these reports come out. And at some point, 
a coach can completely lose a locker room and it's impossible to get it back. I'm not saying Stefanski has lost it yet, but it is a crack in the ship and they are starting to uh, take a cup and pour water out. It's not flooded yet. It's not sinking, but it has to be stopped and plugged up before. Oh, it is. I disagree, Mike. Salvageable situation. I disagree. It is taking on water already. There's no doubt about it. That's what I'm saying. It, it is taking on water, but it's not. It's not sunken. It's no. It's sinking. It's sinking. It's in process. Oh, oh no! See, this is what I try to tell you. I, it, it, see, it's always more than me. See, I try to tell you that this is this is two or three weeks ago. I I said it from Jump Street. The time they lost against the Jets. See, if you ask me a question, do you have confidence in Stefanski? Why would in what way could you tell me and preach to me that there's some sort of confidence level that you you're on the right path as a player? Can you point to one thing? No, not right now. No. So if you can't point to one thing and they've been pe- preaching the same thing, I said it. The the, the hard part about it, and nobody want to say it. How is this organization any further along than when they got rid of Freddie Kitchens or Hugh Jackson? Well, they have they do well, they have Deshaun Watson. That's how they're further along. But he hasn't played yet. But they are further along. They have along. one of the top offensive lines in the game. They have Miles Garrett. They have, they have the offense yeah, I mean, is the offense is good. I get, it. I, once, I get the premise. I mean, the prem gee, your premise is the production of this team. Team is not much different. Well, yes, well, the that's makeup, true. and that's where it's that's disappointing. The, that's the only thing. That's where the disappointing part is. Yes, but the makeup of the team should be better than Freddie Kitchens or Hugh Jackson. Well, it's even I totally so. It's even you. worse in in G's defense. It's true, even worse true. because they have more talent. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, so yeah, Freddie it, Kitchens and Hugh Jackson had Miles Garrett. How did it work? They had Denzel Ward. Didn't matter. They had Nick Chubb. Who cares? The names, the names come and go. It's the same story. So if you drill down on it and say, look, Hugh Jackson used to lose games like this all the time. When they went 0-15 or 1-15, they were in every single game in the fourth quarter. To the fourth, every single one of them. I was painfully watching all of those 37, 31 levels, and they were always in the game. And they did the exact same thing. Oh, false starts. Right? Really? No other team does that. Nobody. I tell you what, though, go check that film. There was no false start. (laughs) Before the KU Hark miss, I just watched this like about 17 times. There was no false start. It's crazy. And not that it changes the outcome of the game, but it's like, like what? Well, they don't don't respect it. They don't respect the Browns. No, of course not. But when you get to the point where like 17 national accounts say, hey, like, where was the flag? Guys, there's a bad crazy. call on every game. We can't be whining about referee calls. It's bad ga- this bad. You mean like when they game. took the uh, Owa touch to the helmet? <laughs> that wasn't a I penalty. Agree. He didn't hit him in the helmet. It was, right, it was five minute warning on us here, guys. Five, five minute warning here. Yeah, I mean, come I on. Let's not let's not sink. Mike's parents are ready for dinner. No, no, it's not, it's not dinner. even that. But we we, we can go. Oh, Mike, I mean, I'm kidding. We all love you, bro. Show in the morning on on Stefanski and this. By the way, another team that just won again. The Titans have a crappy quarterback also in Ryan Tannehill. He stinks, and they and they are over five hundred, and they win their division every year. We do final we do final things in the show, definitely. I know you're not on a UCSS with us weekly, but let's let's end this with a final take real quick after today. Your your one takeaway heading into next week against Cincinnati from today's game that either has to be fixed, what what has to change, what sixty seconds, all you. My problem here is is I think the Browns have a ton of ingredients, 
and like they can put together what we want to see. It's just there's so much that is misconstrued. Like week in, week out, it's one thing that slips up and costs Excuse a lot. Me, like, Jeff. You know, Excuse me, Jeff, one second. Uh, Mike, we got to block somebody on Twitter. On the, on the Browns Daily there, he's made a slur. Got to make sure we block that guy. In the chat or on Twitter? In the chat, 1641.52 was the time of the chat. Uh, There's I a slur you. there. You see that? Yeah, I got you. Let's block him. Okay. Sorry, Jeff. Go ahead. And uh, You know, totally with you. But, like, the person, they just can't put everything together. You know, and, you know, and Nick Chubb, yes, it got going late. They avoided it early. Why can't this just be like such a universal thing? And this is what hurt. And, gee, you know we talked about it this week. The Ravens was going to be the game where maybe things got a little bit easier, not because the Ravens aren't talented, but you know them so well. So you're the defense saw play better today. You know, Lamar, what was it, seven completions? Seven completions? Actually, this guy was a former MVP. But offense, it was, yeah, this is great for 13 minutes. And all of a sudden it was like, well, you know, crossing your fingers, saying your prayers. Can we get, you know, another first down? Can we get some more points? It's There is no cohesiveness to this product right now. And there's a lot of talent. We all know that. Is it playing together? No, we all know that. But, and that's the most frustrating point. And there's going to be changes made when they're going to be made. Who knows? Could it be sooner? Could it be later? Um, and I don't want to hear the excuses of, you know, well, you know, we don't know what to do right now. If there's time to make changes, you got to do it because you're already two and five. And if it gets to two and six, God forbid, two and seven, nobody's going to give a crap when Deshaun Watson comes back because that's going to be just about shaking the rust off. Bull. Um, the season is over at two and five. I mean, that's it. You're, you're, at this point, the rest of the season is about Deshaun Watson in the final six games, and you have to decide, and once again, it's going to be in Jimmy Haslam's hands. He's going to have to decide, is Kevin Stefanski the right guy to take us well, into you're next done? year? You're calling, you're calling done? Yeah, I mean, obviously, okay. maybe we'll look, I'll look at it di- right. differently if they win next week, but how many games do you think they got to win, Jeff, That's to right. make the playoffs? How many games do you think they have to win? And me and you talk about this all the time. I think it's AFC North. I don't. I, I'm not sure yet. I'll today maybe change your thoughts, but I think it's AFC North. If you can find a way so to get ten, the AFC North, you think you think ten wins? I'll be. Uh, you think ten wins? If that's what you take to get the AFC North, yeah. I mean, you, know. you think the but, I mean, what are the I chances? Wild the Browns are not getting a wild what, card. You think the Browns have any chance of going eight and two the rest of the season? Percentage very, very chance. Low. Very low. I, I, I just think, listen, I, yeah, it, it's a little dramatic to say it's over because they win next week and, may, you know, then they're only a game back of the Bengals and they have a tiebreaker, right? But, uh, but well, but the Ravens could win next week. I don't know if the Ravens are playing off the top of my head next week. The point is, at, at this point, they're at best the third best team in the division and there's no signs. Like, things are just you know, getting worse. I guess they play, you know, overall they put a little better than they did last week, I guess. But overall they're doing, they're making, as G has been screaming and yelling about deservedly so, they're making all kinds of the same mistakes, coaching mistakes, penalty mistakes, all kinds of, some some of the real basics that are missing. 
And I have been a major supporter of Kevin Stefanski. Uh, but these last two weeks, even for someone like me that's like, don't fire him, that's crazy. I still want to give him the rest of the year. And maybe maybe I'm wrong about that. And again, I have no faith that Jimmy Haslam will hire the right guy. Like to me, I'd I'd go after Sean Payton. I guns a blazing. I'd get to would go to Sean Payton, fix my offense, fix my team. You got Deshaun Watson, go get it. But instead, he'll hire some other guy that you know the Browns only hire coaches that nobody wants, that nobody else is looking at. And none of them are ever good. He's not hired any good GMs. Uh, stop it to John Dorsey is good GM because he got Nick Chubb. He also drafted Baker Mayfield first overall, which is a disastrous pick. Because had they drafted Josh Allen, it might be a different story. Although maybe the coaches we had here would have ruined Josh Allen too. Who the hell knows? But um, uh, I- I'm losing faith in Kevin Stefanski. For the first time, for the first time in these last two weeks, I have really lost faith in Kevin Stefanski. I didn't think two weeks ago that I would, and these last two weeks have really gone. The fact that he has thrown the ball so much the last two weeks, and especially this week, because if they there are teams like Philadelphia and Atlanta and um, and who's the other team? Chicago. Like these teams, not as much Philly, although they run a lot, but like these other teams, t- Tennessee, they all have better records than the Browns because they run the ball because they know they have quarterbacks that you can't put it on their shoulder. And Tennessee wins a lot of games. Ryan Tannehill stinks. I know he's better than Jacoby Brissett, but he's not very good. And so, I, and so you got you got to find a way. And the way for this team to win right now is Chub, Chub, Chub. Oh, Hunt, Hunt, Chub, 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 Hunt, Hunt, Chub, Chub, Chub. And they don't do it consistently. You're that's that's a huge problem. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Um, you know, I, I live by wins and losses and results. You know, um, you, you could we could sit up here and make all the excuses that we want, and that's cool, and you could do cliches and all that good stuff. But, you know, I, I, I'm just me. Uh, and I don't – I know there's people that out there that feel like me. Uh, there's people out there that are tired of hearing teams with less talent. I'm tired of hearing other people. You know, the Bengals, to, to me – really woke me up because the Bengals went to the, went to the Super Bowl. They didn't now people laugh about the Bengals. They didn't been in three Super Bowls. There's people that have died and, and, and literally sit there and talk to their kids and literally be like, Hey, I, I just want to see a Super Bowl before I'm up out of here. I just want to see an AFC championship before I'm up out of here. And to be realistically about it, I just feel sorry as hell for the, for the, uh, to the fans. Because I'll, I'll be honest, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Browns fan. I love talking about it, and, and, and I am a fan. But at the end of the day, I get paid to do what I do. There's a lot of people that don't get paid nothing, and they take L's every Sunday. They, they, they spend hundreds of dollars on hats and authentic gear, and they go to the tailgates. And even if they live out of the state, they go to the local watering hole, the Browns backer places, right? And people laugh at you when you put your colors on when you go to work. And every time you put your stuff on, these guys, oh, I don't know how you could do it. I don't know how you could support them. And people from out of town like McNuggets come in and be like, this is brutal. <laughs> I don't know how y'all even get, keep <laughs> – why do you support them? And and for, for this team to consistently do what they do, when there are lesser teams and it's not that difficult. It isn't. This league is set up to be 500. It's set up that way. 
They set you up to be 500 so everybody can have some level of hope moving forward so you can spend the money just like I talked to about in the last sentence. But we can't even we can't even do that right. We got to come out and be two and five. So here's what I'll say. Congratulations. I appreciate everybody else in this chat. There's 1,500 people that took an L with us today. Um, but we'll catch y'all again. And when we go back, we'll catch you on Monday. Hey, find something to do. Go outside. It's a nice day. Do some gardening. Maybe get yep. some walks in. Hang out with your children. Or do some tri- pre-trick-or-treating. Put a costume on. Whatever you can do. But just don't sit there and let it ruin the rest of your day like these, it ruined mine. Here's, here's my one. I got one sentence here, and we'll close it up. Uh, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. All your reaction. Leroy's going to be on us with us tomorrow, not Tim. So we'll have a hot Leroy off the loss. Lockdown Browns podcast. Check it out Monday through Friday. The bullpen also Monday through Friday. The Browns hey. roster is more talented than the Giants. The Giants are 6-1. and one. The Browns are 2-5. Two and, two and five. Hey, Coaching does make a difference. At Mike, the by, day, by the way, the Bengals don't even have a very good coach, and they're st- you know, and they've still done better, but – but uh, let me let me take give you a stat. The Browns' record since beating the Steelers in that playoff game, they are ten and fifteen since that postseason win against the Steelers, in, including the loss to the Chiefs. Ten and fifteen. That's awful. All right, that's going to wrap us up for the two minute post show game. The Cleveland Browns fought a two and five in the season after losing to Baltimore. They play Cincinnati on Halloween Monday Night Football next week for G. Bush. Jeff Lloyd, Adam the Ball on McNuggets. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush.